0: Last time on the Comics Online podcast.
1: Captain's Log, star date 16 um, 42 21.5249. Or you know what? Captain's Log, Thursday. The Starship Comics Online is investigating a subspace anomaly in the Gamma bum system. So far, nothing to report. Lieutenant E.K., uh, scan for everything geek pop culture. Captain, that could be over five million individual quotes, images, movies, television shows, comics- NEVER TELL ME THE ODDS! Sir, I believe that is the wrong pop culture reference. I concur, Captain. This is not the Millennium Falcon. Don't side
2: with the robot, you green-blooded son of a- Captain, incoming hail from a cloaked vessel off our starboard bow! And E.K.'s an android, not a robot. Wait, which one is
1: starboard? Right, Captain. Port is left.
3: It's easy to remember because port is four letters, just like left.
1: Damn it, Spork! He's a captain, not a kindergartner! Quiet, you two. On screen.
3: This is Commander gar of the Klingon Empire. My cloaked ship has been overrun by the Borg. and surrender your podcast. We will add our snarky comments and biting sarcasm to our own. Your broadcast will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile.
1: Wait, how, how do you do that cool thing
3: with your voice? It's actually quite easy. If you duplicate your voice several times and add the pitch modulation, it sounds like this. There are tutorials on YouTube.
2: Captain, they're decloaking and firing. Sir, shields down to
1: 25% Return fire Dr. McRoy, get to sick bay. We're going to have wounded Damn it, Captain I'm a doctor, not a... Wait a minute Okay, I'm a doctor
2: Captain, I have a theory
1: Make it quick, Lieutenant DK
2: The Borg are cyborgs that follow their robotic program What if we overload their systems with spam? I
1: agree, Captain. They would be focused on the biggest threat. Scotchy! I need all auxiliary power to the spam filter. Send every email from a Nigerian prince about cheap Viagra and Jennifer Lawrence nudes to the Borg bird of prey.
3: I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. I'm sitting through gigs of... what the... making her Wang bigger emails! She can't handle all these dick pics, <laughs> Captain. Ah, Captain,
2: shields are buckling. Scotchy, fire the spam list. And now, the conclusion to the Comics Online Star Trek 50th Anniversary Podcast.
1: Hello again and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our Star Trek 50th anniversary special. This is the podcast finale to our tribute to Star Trek. And as you just heard, we have had some fun as well. Big thanks to John St. John for his vocal talents on our spoof and also to EK the DJ for putting it all together. So without further delay, here's the finale for our Star Trek podcast series. So, uh, so this week uh, we've we've got a we've got a focus. Do we still have this focus, Mike? I just want to make sure that we still have this focus before I start running my mouth.
2: Oh, you b- bring it on, man!
1: All right. So this week we are doing, and and Mike had the 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 perfect idea. We need to talk Star Trek. It's Star Trek's fiftieth anniversary. So uh, uh, we should we should start, Mike. What is what does Star Trek mean to you, and where did you first uh, jump in on Star Trek in general?
2: You know, for me, um, Star Trek was almost like, a hand, not a hand-me-down, but like something I, I inherited from from my dad and from my aunt. Um, like, I got, I got to watch, like, the original movies. I, remember, I think the first one that I ever saw was Star Trek 3 The Search for Spock, and it was on ABC, and I remember we uh, bootlegged it and recorded it on our v, <laughs> uh, our VCR. Um, and I must have watched that oh. thing. I must have watched that thing a thousand times. And I then went back and watched Star Trek Two, and I watched Star Trek the Motion Picture, which was unfortunate.
3: Um, <laughs> but you I, know, I, it's coming free to streaming on uh, Netflix soon.
2: That is very exciting. That I will still not watch that
3: movie because it is like
2: five and a half hours of.
1: Hey, look! If you if you're like if you are having a hard time sleeping, it's yeah. great that yeah, movie. It's, it's beautiful t- visuals and the, and I mean the music is fantastic. Oh yeah, and but it long. is so very yeah. slow.
2: Star Trek: The Motion Picture, sponsored by Ambien. Um, <laughs> hell, hell yeah! <laughs> With but, some Kalanopin. Um, <laughs> I went. I went back. Like as as I got older, um, my aunt would had like all the old uh, the original series on on uh, Betamax. That's how old old I am. Um, but they were on Betamax and I would watch those, so I got to catch up on all of the uh, the old episodes. And for me, like I love Star Wars. I I've said that a million times, I've I've rang that church bell uh, plenty of times here. But I think I like Star Trek a little bit more because with Star Trek, it's There's about- There's more po- to it. There's more to it, but it, it's about hope. It's about yeah. it's about humanity coming together and doing something great.
3: Like It's so much about hope that we actually had hope when Enterprise was announced. And then Scott Bakula oh, just kicked us right in the nuts.
1: You know, <laughs> you know. I, I, I'm gonna go back and watch that, and and maybe, it, maybe I'm sorry. The next time I watch it, it will not suck because I didn't I didn't finish it,
2: and it, it had good parts to it. Yeah, but, it did.
1: I, I tried mean, Scott to go Bakula back and Was it. good.
2: You know, it was Twice. funny though. That's the first Star Trek series that they've ever had that did not have an orchestral theme song. They used um oh, the I rock remember. song, <laughs> right? <laughs> um. I think the name of the band was The Calling, and it's uh, "Go Wherever You Will Go." I think that's the name of the song. All right. I mean, it'll be in the podcast. Like you'll be. Able it to it might it. as
1: well have been Nickelback. Yeah. It was. It was yeah. that that genre.
2: It just didn't that's fit not. right. It didn't fit right
1: <laughs> <It> at all. <laughs> Sorry to be insulting, but
2: nothing it, against it was, Scott. It back, was back very close
1: part. to that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Um. And what's cool it too killed is, his career. yeah, that's true. It did kill his career. What's cool too is I've gotten a lot of other people, um, to give their opinions about uh, Star Trek as well. Uh, our f- our friend from uh, Fantastic Forum, Ulysses Campbell,
3: uh, actually hey, did Uly? an interview. Yeah, Uly did an interview with me um, that you can hear. Faith of the Heart, um, All right. sung by Russell Watson. Good old Russell Watson.
1: Boy, what's he done since then? Everything, right? He That they probably rocketed him to him, right?
3: I could actually hit play on it here, but yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, it's Wherever You Will Go by The Calling. That was the first theme song.
3: Okay, but they, like they to did think? change it. But too, I,
1: because... I I I think Zombie's correct.
3: No, oh, that's, that's a YouTube ad. Oh, oh forget it. Uh, well, forget it. <laughs> Stupid anyway.
1: ads. Stupid ads. So anyway, um, so 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 that led you into what 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 really sealed the deal for you, Mike?
2: For me, it was. I remember being a little kid. I was probably like nine or ten. And I was like, Well, the movie sucks now because I just saw Star Trek five and my, my hopes were crushed. Um, and oh. then the next generation started picking up. And I got to see that episode The Best of Both Worlds part one, where Picard becomes Lacutus. Oh
1: yes. And I was like, Oh snap. I saw that in a the theater once. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, they, and, and when I was in St. Louis, St. Louis has, uh, you know, there's there's a lot you can say bad about St. Louis, but when it comes to uh, live events, they're, they're pretty on top of things, and one of the things was uh, at a, one of those cool indie theaters, they're just like, hey, let's
3: do a, a couple of great Star Trek episodes. Well, that's AMC cool. actually aired both of them back-to-back uh, commercial-free uh, in all theaters uh, about two years ago.
2: Okay. Nice. Now, Mister Mister Zombie, um, not to rain on your parade or anything, but I did check because I was hundred percent sure that I'd heard that song with the show. It was for the tr- it was for the um, pilot episode. They played that song, and that's why I knew ah. that it was associated with. it. So, there okay, you go. makes me feel a little bit better. Okay, we can move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was gonna bother him for the rest of the evening if he didn't figure it out. It totally
2: was. Yeah, I was gonna like. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd be thinking about it all night. Yeah, um, which no is, doubt. Which is Dreaming of Scott Bakula. Well, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's so dreamy. <laughs> so, Quantum so speaking of dreamy, head. Kate, Kate, what, how did what was what was your first exposure to Star Trek, and and what was your what what got you hooked to where you realized okay. I, I actually, you know, kind of love it and am interested in, in continuing with this, the whole Star Trek franchise. And by the way, listeners, I'm drinking out of Kate's uh, uh, cup here. I'm giving her all she's got, cap- Captain. Uh, this is, uh,
0: nice.
1: you know, Mr. Scott, uh, and, and I've got Kirkland vodka and uh, Pellegrino, San Pellegrino Aranciata Rosa.
0: We're getting super fancy. Yeah, speaking
1: speaking some Italian on the on the podcast today.
0: But uh, Now say it in Klingon.
1: What's your little secret?
0: Uh, Those glasses aren't even mine. They're my sister's, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because uh, I'm going to have to return my nerd card on this one, Um, simply because I actually was a Star Wars kid and my sister was a Star Trek kid, so. The only exposure that I have is my dad going, Look at these cool things that I got. Because he would get like all the like actual like master replica, like no shit in his basement. No. And that's the only like literally, I've n- like never watched it at all. Ask wow. my sister anything. Are ask my you sister kidding me? anything. Yeah. Ask my sister anything about Star Trek. She can answer the question for you. Oh, no let's get Kate let's get the call so on,
1: yeah, let's, go let's get Chelsea
2: in <laughs> on this conversation
1: you <laughs> should just text her right now and get well, her in She'll, I think, she can mock you
2: I think Kate can gain some some brownie points here though Kate if we wanted you to because it is the 50th anniversary of Star Trek do some Star Trek cosplay for the next con we go to would you oh yeah see there it is right there
1: uh, she can kick the ass especially of like original series oh yeah 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 she yeah, could she can she could beat it up all um, right, so
0: now, so now you guys all have to come up with which character I'm gonna do, and then we can take a poll on it, and then I'll do it. Oh, that's
3: It's right. gotta happen. I, I, yeah, Let's I put would in a red shirt. Like,
1: <laughs> well, no, no, no. no,
2: no, no. I would say like would uh, like a
1: nurse Chapel type.
2: Well, I'm thinking too. If we do that, Kevin, we have to get oh. those big, like giant Q tip looking things that Kirk and Spock fought with in the original series, and play that music like they did in um, in the Cable Guy with uh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> 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 chip this isn't funny the name is spock <laughs> cable guy <laughs> silence of the Lambs. i love
1: that music who did that music to that That's, i don't even know somebody uh, look that shit up
2: alexander Dude, this is
1: this is why we need uh the the producer guy what's the, what's the the pirate radio producer guy the fx eric
2: Eric, Eric. Uh, God, K, the he's DJ. good. But we also need to give a quick shout-out to him. Congratulations to him and um, his, his baby mama, Kara. They just had uh, their son. Uh, his name is Luca uh, on Monday. I like
0: that name. With a K or with a C?
2: Uh, I believe it is with a C. Do they live on the second floor? I'm just wondering. No, they do. Mazel
1: tov. A, that's a bad joke from well, was, the 80s never mind forget i said anything I, luca uh, I, luca on the second right. floor you, right you, i gotta look the, it up now i mean live upstairs Will from you Luke? yes i think you've seen me before anyway um
2: <laughs> oh it's a susanna vega record <laughs> uh, right. yeah thanks the only song i know her for is the uh
1: Now you've got that in everyone's head. Hey, uh, hate mail to uh, Lunsford at ComicsOnline.com, everyone. L-U-N-S-F-O-R-D at ComicsOnline.com if you hated having that song in your head now. Um, Also,
2: he likes dick pigs.
1: He loves them. um,
2: He can't get enough. Preferably Dick Van Dyke. Um, or
1: richard nixon or richard he, he nixon does, yeah. he doesn't really discriminate too much between the two yeah or as my, um, my
2: son's favorite dick would be dick butt kiss because every time he says it he laughs he's like <laughs> or dick who doesn't though really come on
1: <laughs> uh so zombie ben yes what is your first exposure to star trek and what made you love it
3: um i'd say mine was the original movies um on vhs and beta um just watching them over and over and that's I'm in that same era that Mike is that you know TNG was coming up fell in love with TNG on to DS9 into Voyager um I saw most of the or, TNG movies that I could in theaters and you know TNG
1: for for those listeners who are not quite on board with what we're saying is the next generation
3: yes yeah, sorry and, you know, it carried on for me that, you know, my son has one of the middle names. One of his middle names is Zephrim, after Zephrim Cochran, the creator <laughs> of Warp Drive. That is awesome. That is fantastic. I actually have a model of the Phoenix hanging in his room.
1: That, well, as well you should. You can't just name him that and assume, you know, and, and not do shit like that.
3: Yeah, it's you are named after the guy who created Warp Drive. Right there or will go. create warp drive yeah. in two thousand in two thousand
2: um, sixty three April 4th. Yes. is that what it is April fourth two thousand sixty three yeah yes <laughs> that is first contact day because I'm fucking pathetic that's why I know that <laughs> I wouldn't call it that <laughs> oh my god I just I it's one of those things where like if we ever are in a like life or death situation. And the person we have is like a Bond villain. And he's like, well, the only way that you'll be able to escape this is if you can answer Star Trek trivia. You guys can all just turn and look at me and I'll be like, I got this. Don't worry about it, guys. We're getting out of here.
3: <laughs> Mike, between you and I, we'd be good. <laughs>
2: That's true, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've actually got the Klingon dictionary over on the shelf. <laughs> if we had to get out
2: of hell, we were trapped in hell. And our Jeopardy! categories were Star Trek trivia, cosplay... Um, Awesome things to eat in San Diego. I think the four of us are getting out of this.
0: <laughs> I think we're safe.
2: Yeah, I think we yeah. I this. think we're good. Yeah. What about what about you, O oh fearless leader? Um, what was your first uh, experience with Star Trek? What, what got you into it?
1: Well, my very first uh, experience with Star Trek that I can remember, um, I would watch the original series, and of course, by you know, I'm not that old, but you know, not like not like Carl. Carl Madsen used to be on the podcast, and his, he had a really bad uh, uh, microphone. Um, but anyway, he <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I would watch the original series on like weekends. You know, you know when you're a kid and weekend afternoons just lasted forever, yeah. and the uh, the the afternoon sun would just stream through the window and catch every dust moat? Uh, and your dog would sit there with you and, and watch TV. Well, that was my childhood (laughs) and, uh, I would, um, I would, I would watch it with my dad and it was, uh, it was a lovely experience and it was, uh, it was one of those, um, uh, I guess meaningful experiences. It, it was, uh, it, it, it. It meant a lot to me. I, I watched when in 1980 when I was uh, seven, um, <laughs> uh, Star Trek the motion picture came out, and I went to see it with my dad. And in like the crappiest theater in all of San Diego, I, I think it's still there, this terrible theater in, in Santee. And uh, I saw it there, and I mean, I was a kid. Um, I. I I wonder if I, if I didn't fall asleep on it then as well. Um, but, but anyway, um, I saw that and then, you know, and then growing up, uh, you know, the other exposures to it, I, uh, you know, one of, one of my mother's many husbands, hi mom, uh, (laughs) was really into Star Trek, uh, Bart, that guy was an asshole. Fuck you, Bart. Um, (laughs) And uh, and but beyond that, when, I, when, I, when it really, really clicked was not in that in those TNG years when when Bart was recording every episode, but uh, a little bit um, I'm not, I, I would assume a little bit before that, maybe a little bit after that when Star Trek 4 came out.
2: Yeah, four was like right before TNG because four was so successful they were like, hey, you know what we can bring a series back yeah. on TV. Yeah. They brought T N G back and they were like, Well, all right, this is going great. Let's do Star Trek five. Star Trek Five sucked and all of the Star Trek fans went to T N G after that. <laughs> well, I really loved I did Star like Trek six. Four. And and the thing oh, is six I, good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't mind I didn't mind Star Trek Five. I mean it wasn't it it wasn't great compared, you know, compared with, with two and four, it wasn't great, but compared with one and three, it was fine. Yeah. It was you know, it was perfectly acceptable.
2: Yeah. Three is no. one of those ones that's like a lot of people give it a, a hard time, but it's my favorite because it was my first, and it's like sure. it has a, a soft spot in my heart. Like, and also too, the Enterprise blows up. I mean, that yeah. was like
3: that was epic. Like, I, uh, wait, 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 we should mark that as the first time the, the Enterprise time blew up. We oh well, now that it. it's
2: now that it's a J.J. Abrams thing, they blow it up every, every like twenty five minutes in the movies. Like, so, well, I mean, I
3: can imagine With how many <laughs> times did Picard wreck it? Well, he only. He only. He ran ran it that guy can't abstract. drive. Yeah, he I was just
0: gonna say ran it aground, like it's a boat.
2: Yeah, because he's hes British and he was driving it in the wrong side of space, you know? Like, it's... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Out of my way. Make it so.
3: This is the shipping lane, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I There's
2: love that. God, you're.
1: You're running it in the wrong. You're driving on the wrong side of space. Shut up,
2: Wesley.
3: <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. We just rear ended a Romulan cruiser. Better call Geico. <laughs> mm. We 15. can't use that word on this podcast. Yeah,
2: we're not supposed to say that, Ben. Oh, ben. my bad.
1: God. God. <laughs> so anyway, um, and then, and then of course, my, uh, all right, so, so here's a question. I'm going to go and answer this first, and this yeah. is a question for everybody, um, including Kate, maybe, if you would choose yeah. to ask this, answer this. Um, uh, who's your favorite captain? Now, my favorite captain, oh, captain, my captain, uh, is Catherine Janeway. She's the baddest-ass bitch. You know, on this podcast, yes. we, you know, we generally reserve that for Megan Savannah Lair. Yeah. However, Catherine Janeway is just so fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, modern folks may know her as, uh, as Red from Orange is the New Black, but I will always know, know her as Captain Janeway, um, yeah. the fucking baddest captain that ever was.
2: Dude, she had some of the yeah. best, like, sh- like Schwarzenegger esque one liners. She there's, like, did. there's oh. like that one episode where um, they were. It was that time ship that kept screwing everything up, and she like puts the Voyager on like a collision course and runs into it. And right as they hit, she goes, "Time's up." And like, <laughs> if she, if she had had a cigar and just looked at the thing, it would have been so Schwarzenegger esque. Like, when, when she just, just turned right
3: toward the camera, yeah. <laughs> when she tells off the Borg Queen. Oh, when the Bo-
2: yeah. When she tries to assimilate her, yeah. Yeah. Well, I
3: mean, she told off the Borg Queen like four or five times. Yeah. So,
2: when the Borg Queen tries to assimilate her and she looks at her and like the Borg Queen's like falling to pieces and she's like, "Must have been something you ate." Oh.
3: <laughs> now, because Kevin took my answer, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with my second favorite captain. Mm. Um and that would be Captain Worf of the USS Defiant.
1: Ooh. Oh, hey, that's that's an unusual one, yeah. but
3: uh Perhaps I, today I w- is a good day to die. It is. I, I would, it was a very nice. It was a very nice little ship. Little, little, <laughs> little tiny ship. It's like six people. But the moment that Riker calls it little, Worf has this look of like I'm gonna eviscerate you right here. Oh, I know. <laughs>
1: still a captain,
3: asshole. You're still uh, <laughs> lieutenant commander. You're
2: just number one. You're not even number two. People You're can just hear for... you standing up. <laughs>
1: so uh so mike yes favorite captain
2: oh my god this is hard um i
1: that's what kirk said (laughs) well
2: and that i think that right there like in in a dire situation i have to choose between diplomacy or plowing through space and banging as many space broads as i possibly can i think i'm going with kirk because space herpes whatever (laughs) if anybody can fix it bones can fix it um (laughs) you have to
3: give that man a lot of credit
2: (laughs) He just, like, I, I love how even when he's not 100% sure of himself, he's 100% sure of himself. Even if he's just like, I have no idea what this is going to do. Fire phasers. Like, he's just like, he just doesn't. He, and, like, I got to give Chris Pine credit, too, man. Wow. That was probably the best casting choice they could have made because he nailed that role. When he, when he's banging the green broad and she's like, James Kirk, I think I love you. And he goes, wow, that's weird. Like, that was, that was like, the best line ever. And, yeah, like, I would, in a, yeah, he's my favorite because he was, like, he's the man. Like, you, you want to listen to, you want, men want to be him, women want to be with him. Like, it, that's, that's Captain Kirk. He,
1: he, he does command a lot of, uh, a lot of respect and a lot of, uh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he commands all the stuff.
2: I think if you wanted someone to be, like, you were like, hey, we have to make first contact with an alien race and we need someone who's, um, gonna be great at diplomacy then you pick Picard because you know he's gonna give some flowery speech and he's gonna have that great British accent and if they question him he'll yell and then say make it so
1: oh yeah if you wanna survive you wanna be on the on the ship with uh, yeah. you know with Janeway or Picard you, the other but but you know if you wanna if you want a wingman then you wanna be there with Kirk
2: yeah you better hope to God you're not wearing a red shirt if you're with Kirk <laughs> oh
1: hell no <laughs> um, so, so Kate do you have any answer to that question
0: Absolutely not.
3: All right. Fair enough. <laughs> fair um, enough. Can, can I also throw in another answer 4K for K for cat.
0: Uh, yeah, go for it.
3: Um, let's go with Q. <laughs> All right. That man took over more starships in the Federation than anybody.
1: John Delancey uh, had uh, had a really enviable role in uh, in in the the Star Trek franchise, and yeah, he was honestly, basically
2: God. Yeah.
1: If he, if he, if you know, well, not if, when Star Trek comes back, because Star Trek is about to come back with a with a, with a new television series. Yeah. Um, when they come back, I really hope that John Delancey comes back, even if it's just like, you know, a one-off, you know, a real quick thing. Yeah. Um, you know, just the joke episode, you know, episode three of season one and then you never see him again. Fine. Yeah. That's fine.
2: What was cool about him too was, is like when Andy and I were writing the, um, and actually it's going to be up on comicsonline.com dot uh, com here real soon. Uh, you guys can get a chance to read the, uh, the fan fiction crossovers that we did. When we were writing the Star Wars, Star Trek crossover, we had written ourselves into a corner. We are like, crap, how do we get ourselves out of here? And I was like, Q. Oh.
3: Q fixes yeah. everything. Like, it, it's, yeah, he does.
2: Yeah. And, like, it was... Yeah, no other... I can't think of any other character that's been like that in a series
3: that... Do you... Now, Mike, yeah. can you say the first episode where Q is alleged to have appeared?
2: Oh, gosh. You mean, like, where they're saying that, okay, because he could appear anywhere. I mean, like, if, I don't know. I mean, I know in, I've obviously encountered Farpoint because that was the first one, but, like, what was, where was he a, accused of being before?
3: Um, The episode Charlie X in the original series.
2: Oh, with the little kid.
3: Yes, that is actually believed to be the first Q that the Federation ever encountered. Oh, and ex- so
1: that was that was another that was another Q, not 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 Q
3: that we knew in in Next Generation, but another of right. the, the, the Q because characters
2: because they're, they're all named Q. Yeah, right. right.
3: That was believed to be the first incarnation of the Q race yep. appearing in the Star Trek franchise oh, because nice. he was and omnipotent.
2: It's true, yeah. and
3: that was uh, what's his name, right? Uh, uh, Obi's brother. Um.
2: Oh, uh, Clint Howard. No. Clint no. no, Robert, right, Not that, on that one?
3: Internet time. Robert, Robert Walker Jr. This All is right, why I'm fine. glad
0: that you're answering for me, zombie. I'm like, <laughs> sure. Sounds good I'm to me. Sounds good to <laughs> me. Sounds Whatever. Tough. Whatever. Here's a skype E thumbs up.
2: <laughs> Sweet, Score. bro. Thanks, bro. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. That's that's kind of cool, though, now that you think about it. But, like, um, I guess technically, no, no. Um, in the episode the, from the original series where no man has gone before where um the first officer before spock becomes a god because they passed through the great barrier yeah he technically could have been a q2 but kirk ended up offing him in the end so
1: yeah so not unlikely yeah god slayer kirk God-slayer so kirk. uh so when it comes to star trek uh, and, and in it's, and its effect on your on your life, how do you? I'm gonna start with Mike. Mike, how do you feel Star Trek has affected your life, um, as a, as a whole, your, your real life?
2: I think, like, being somebody who has experienced Comic Con from both sides, as, as somebody who's there as a fan, but also somebody who's there as a purveyor of all things great and comic y, um, by the way, by Ethan Stone PI. Um, on Amazon.com. Um, we can buy it
1: on Amazon?
2: You sure can, yeah.
1: That, that's, that, that, this, uh, listeners, this is the, the comic book that, that Mike wrote, and uh, we've got uh, two episodes out in episode, or episodes issues, and uh, issue three is about to come out.
2: Oh, yeah, you betcha. Um, at, seeing that, just kind of think about this for a second. A lot of these fan bases that we see, these rabid fan bases, the ones that write letters that, that bring series back to life, none of them would have been possible had it not been for star trek because star trek was the first one to really have that rabid underground grassroots kind of thing because it that's what brought it back before there was the motion picture our, they were going to do Phase mission two. yeah
3: our our two-year mission and then it became our five-year mission and yeah. then it was our continuing mission
2: yeah yeah they were the first like rabid fan base like Star Trek conventions. I'm not going to say that was the first Comic Con, but like Star Trek conventions kind of set the tone for this sort of thing. So, it were it not for Star Trek, I mean, maybe it was something else would have come up, would have brought it along. But think about this. I mean, when they finally, when NASA finally announced the space shuttle, the first one of the first space shuttles was named Enterprise because of a write-in campaign.
1: Yeah, true story. Um,
2: And and to me, it's something that, and again, goes back to what it means to me. I mean, it means hope. It's something that. You can see that even with all the things that are going on in the world now, all of the, the division, all of the horrible things that we hear about on the news, that we could come together as a people and, and do great things that well, we would be able to spread across the universe and work together to make the universe a better place.
3: I mean, look at just technology advancements in correlation to Star Trek, yeah. and how many people have said that they were inspired to create these devices because of growing up on Star Trek. I mean, yeah. every single one of us has a smartphone. Yeah, tell me that is not a tricorder in your hand. Yeah. Well, they, the tricorder is more
1: of a sensor, and a, uh, and, a, and, a and a smartphone is more of a uh, a pad from next generation
2: which they, they had those too but when they first started doing cell phones the most popular yeah. cell phones were the flip phones because they looked like the communicators from Star Trek
1: I know and I always wanted to go and, and, and gut a uh, a Star Trek cuz I used to use Star Trek phones and I you know yeah. I went through like four of them I always wanted to gut one and turn it into a uh, you know and and, and and mash it into like a, a replica original series communicator
2: Haven't made that awesome sound yeah yeah, uh, yeah, and like uh, Yuli was talking about this um, in his interview, they just announced recently that transparent aluminum is something that exists. And it's they- a real
1: thing. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, and that's, again, without Star Trek, who would have thought of something like that? It's These are all things, like Star Trek is based on, a lot of the technology is based on stuff that we're working on, or we were working on back in the 60s, and it had advanced uh, since then.
3: I mean, food replicators, it's... Yeah. You know, it's something that we're probably going to continue working on because, I mean, there's <laughs> a need for food.
2: Hey, um, we already have it. It's called a 3D printer.
3: Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, like, and if you can 3D print using, uh,
1: you know, some some carbohydrates and proteins, then you could actually print some food.
3: Yeah. Well, they 3D printed an ear. Yeah. Really? A biological ear yeah. for Trans. transplant. That's a yeah. thing. They have
0: yeah. printed other organs as well.
3: Weird. Yeah.
2: too. Man, what does is, what is Star Trek mean to you? Or what is um, in your life? Like, what, what is...
3: Well, I mean, obviously, you know, my son is named after Star Trek yeah. to an extent. Um, So there is that huge influence there. There's, you know, the daily technology. There is that inspiration that we can always strive to be better. And we can strive to be that... that just explorative species that we are. I mean, it's... Star Trek is probably the reason, you know, listening to some of the speeches from Picard growing up, that I'll go out at night for a cigarette and I find myself just staring at the stars.
2: Yeah. We um yeah. he's not on and the I, episode today, um, but Mark Mark Lots and Troy, we we talked about this. That that's kind of what connected me to it too. As a kid, I remember just staring at the stars and just being fascinated, and they lived amongst the stars. Like that was that was huge for me.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean it's just to be the best that they could be. That that's one thing that carries from you know original series to next gen to ds9 to voyager and so on and so forth. It's that they were striving to be the best that they could possibly be and being representatives of a planet and of a race of species. So you know that's that's just one of those it affected me in my life in that sense of Thinking about those speeches from you know Cisco. I mean, Cisco could give some speeches. Um,
2: <laughs> and he had that awesome song, the thong song. I mean,
3: yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he sang that on Bajor, a Great
1: music video, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, it, personally, I uh, the, the way I see it is is uh, you know the biggest thing. Now, obviously, technology is a big thing, and and, and clearly, so many innovators have have taken cues from from Star Trek in in developing some of the great things that we enjoy today technology wise but when it comes to you know what does star trek mean to humanity today um you know what you know what good has come uh to to our race from uh you know the human race uh, of of 2016 from from a, a show that that started 50 years ago um is, uh, our, our social changes, our, 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 social, um, things, you know, we had, you know, in Star Trek, we had, uh, Lieutenant O'Hura who, you know, was a, uh, you know, you know, we, we had a, a black woman who, you know, was, was treated like, you know, yet another member of the crew. Now her costume was a little <laughs> bit revealing, but, bit. uh, you know, at least we were getting somewhere. Um, and and we continued to do so. And, yeah. and she, first interracial
3: and, kiss on television. First
1: yeah. interracial kiss, and we and we had uh, you know or at least uh, as as uh, some people would consider it. Um, <clears throat> we you know and we had a lot of uh, you know a, a lot of stories written by you know some of our our best sci-fi writers in the original series. That's true, yeah. Um, that uh, you know that that gave us some um uh, you know some social lessons that 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 m- might have been relegated to only those who read sci-fi had star trek not been such a popular series not only originally but also in syndication you know for many years and i then, feel
3: like in that same vein one episode that you should mention specifically was the black and white episode absolutely
1: Absolutely, you know, and, and to, to highlight the absurdity of, of humans uh, going and, and uh, worrying about what someone looks like. We had the people who were uh, half white and half black versus those who were half black and half white. And they were like, no, those guys suck. You know, look at them. They're fucking inferior. And, and you know, and of course, the humans were like, um, you guys are all a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> because you know obviously they didn't look all that different because you know they were just uh, you know they're they're just their sides were flipped and and that was kind of a good you know knock on the forehead of everybody on earth in the in the 60s to say hey look it doesn't fucking matter um you know this this whole race thing is constructed and you know by a bunch of assholes who want to control people um when and then you know and then later when it came to uh, Picard and company. When it came to, uh, especially, I, I want to say that those that that rung um, particularly poignant with me were were those about data and you know the and the nature of um, of life. Yeah. And yes. you know, you know what, you know, what, what does it mean to be alive? And uh, and and th- you know those sorts of things, um, you know, and and. Those kind of you know kind of called back you know some of our our ugly early heritage, where people would uh, demean those who were not like them and say, yeah. "Oh no no they're, they're not human that you know these are these are cattle."
2: Yeah, and, and that's what Yuli said too. Is that that was one of the most powerful episodes he saw was that they treated Data, uh, the Federation, some admiral basically tried to treat him like he was Federation property, like he was a slave, and that was very. I, he said for him that really hit. Close to home, he's like he could totally identify with the android,
3: um, right? That was trying to be human. That's the episode where they actually had a trial, yeah. and mm-hmm. Picard had to defend him. Yeah, defend him. Who was the prosecutor in that? I can't remember. I don't remember. But um,
1: and then so beyond the uh, you know the, the the social and the racial sorts of things, we you know we also had uh, you know we, we had political things as well. We had.
3: Um, uh, Oh, um, the episode in Voyager where Mm -hmm. they come across the Q that's been trapped in the asteroid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's pleading for the right to die. Right.
2: Yeah.
3: And that episode was just so politically, you know, moving. I mean, it's one of those. He is sitting there going life imprisonment is, you know, beyond torture. And the only reason I'm being kept there is because I don't want to live anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so Star Trek gave us a lot of things uh, to, to think about when it comes to our society today, you know, couched in a, in a sci-fi thing, you know, so it's, it's kind of more palatable, more approachable. And, you know, some of the other things that it gave is uh, a society to aspire to. I remember talking uh, with some friends of mine years ago, um, about uh, Star Trek as a, as a thing. And, you know, and, and one of my friends was saying, oh, you know, I really love S- Star Wars more than Star Trek. And I said, well, but the, the, the real appeal for Star Trek is that, you know, it gives us a goal. We, you know, we, we can see the Federation um, as a whole, you know, not, you know, not every last person, of course, but, you know, the, the, the idea of the Federation where, where here we are as a, uh, as a greater... Uh, human race coming together with other, uh, non-human races and, uh, and, uh, working toward a common goal of, of peace, um, that is not, um, that, that, you know, and, and, and a society that is not based on, uh, wealth that is not based on lording it over others who are not as fortunate as us. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, you call it a socialist utopia if you want to, because well, it kind of is. Um, free healthcare, free, free healthcare when it comes to uh, Star Trek, so that's a good thing. It's it's well, almost I mean, like living you know, in England.
2: Has anybody else ever wondered how much <laughs> porn they had to clear out of the memory banks of the holodeck? Because oh,
3: every day they must delete oh. that shit.
2: Clearing their cookies as often as they possibly could.
3: Oh my god. I don't even want to imagine what Tom Paris's porn look like because I mean, <laughs> that's just some creepy. You know, it's got to be like be even Kirk would sit there and go, "Okay, that's weird."
1: With <laughs> with Klingons and and salamanders and everything. Tom I, Paris. I, mean, I wonder Tom what. Tom Paris Warf, had it all.
2: I wonder what wharfs look like. <laughs> like. Just, just like torture, angry, just torture, angry women basically.
1: with bad teeth. <laughs> Because Velana hey, was pretty hot, though.
2: Well, she was also half human. She was a hybrid.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we'll uh, all right. So, so does anybody have any other Star Trek things? Oh, you know, I, I do have one thing. I do have one thing. You know, and and uh, and and that is, uh, I I have had over the years a, a couple of uh, at at uh, conventions. I, I've I've at a really tiny convention at the Bahia Hotel in San Diego back in like. 87 or something like that and i was pretty young but it was super exciting for me i was like oh my god he's like the guest of honor or something like that and uh and i just happened to be in the right place at the right time and uh and then beyond that i i met uh uh what's his name Chekhov, um at uh walter kanig at you know at comic-con but it wasn't at the regular comic-con like originally before there was preview night Tuesday and Wednesday of comic-con was uh, uh, the comic book expo. And it was just, it was professionals and, uh, and retailers only uh, who were invited. And of course I worked for comic-con at the time. And so I was there and I was just hanging out at some, in somebody's booth. And then I, and I heard his voice and I turned around and I was like, Oh my God, he's there. And then I rushed to a Star Trek booth and got a, got a postcard and had him sign it.
2: Did you make him say nuclear Wessel's?
1: Alameda, where they keep the nuclear weasels. And anytime anybody says Alameda, California, I always want to say nuclear weasels. But um, does that happen often?
2: It happens. You know what's funny is that scene was um, like all the people that were in that didn't. It was unscripted. Like it was yeah, like it was just checkoff and makeup and UHURA going around asking people that like random people on the streets.
1: Oh, that's funny. (laughs) God yeah. damn that was such a
2: good movie. I know it was, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I really hope that there is
1: uh, you know, is a uh, that this new series is some somehow yeah, they, related um, to that they brought, sort of
2: thing. They brought Nick Myers on from um right. from he was the one that wrote wrote and directed Star Trek 2 and um Star Trek 6. Okay. So they got some they got some heavy hitters there, so it's going to help them out. Alright guys, so again, let me thank you first, the listener, for tuning into our shenanigans and our tribute to Star Trek. Uh, we love Star Trek. Hopefully you love it just as much as we do. Uh, but this year, being its 50th anniversary, we wanted to pay a tribute. and We wanted to do something good for it, uh, like it's done so much good for us over the years. But I also want to thank All of the guys that worked hard on this Zombie Ben Bedgood did a great job He did a ton of articles, put a ton of research in Worked on the podcast with us too Even uh, did some voiceover work for me while I was feeling under the weather Uh, I wanted to thank Brittany Who's uh, one of our new additions I wanted to thank Troy for being the constant source of knowledge That he is Mark for all of his technical expertise Uh, Kevin for being the awesome leader that he is Uh, Kate for contributing Uh, Even though she's not a big Star Trek fan That's okay, Uh, we'll forgive you for that one Kate But also too, for all of you for tuning in we really appreciate that. That's a great thing. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this without you. But more importantly, for everything geek pop culture, this is Comics Online. Bitches. Bitches, bitches and hoes. How do you say bitches in Klingon, Ben? Katik. <laughs> bitches. Builders to going off like gamma bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com.